Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show. It is okay to tamper. That 48-hour window is open for teams to express their interest in a player or players. And if the interest is mutual, then parameters of a deal can be discussed. Nothing, remember, though, is official until the 16th. Unless, of course, you're re-signing your own free agents. And it is official. Welcome back, Zach Ertz and James Conner. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 543, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins... Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. He's back. And no, we're not talking about Tom Brady, though that was an unexpected announcement Sunday afternoon. A better announcement for the Cardinals, though, MJ, and Cardinal fans. Zach Ertz has agreed to terms on a three-year contract. It's what we hoped and what we now have. Yeah, when the Cardinals pulled that trade off, I you know I give the organization a lot of credit because I thought he came in and brought some uh, different elements to the uh, passing game, and you know he he maintained that you know um, some of his comments towards the end of the season a lot of times his lip service, but he was true to what he said, and that was after the loss to the Rams, and obviously nobody was happy, but he talked about you know just kind of fitting in and how how impressed he is with Kyler Murray. And, and you and I um, talked about it the entire offseason when it comes to priorities, and I think James Conner should be in that same conversation. We'll just have to wait and see what happens over the next couple of days. But um, targeted 10.5 times when Hop went down. You know, he's a little bit different tight end than Max Williams. You can get him in open space. Um, he was lining up on the left side. So um, really good signing, three years, perfect age, great locker room guy. Um, and I think he'll bring some leadership to that locker room, and more importantly, to that offense. Go back to what Ertz had to say at the end of the season, the day after that loss to the Rams in the wild card round. He and Kyler Murray, quote, just are scratching the surface as a tight end quarterback connection, end quote. And again, at the time, we didn't know. But certainly that means something. When you have that off-the-field relationship and it carries over onto the field and the ability in just 11 games – let me repeat that. In just 11 games, have the third most targets as far as pass catchers are concerned and set the franchise single-season record for receptions and become the first Cardinals tight end since 2003 with better than 500 receiving yards. And he did that in just 11 games. All right. When I mention this, and it's a small sample, but you could see the upside in what he did in Philadelphia. I think he may be the best tight end since they moved here. Now, you did have Jay Novacek. He ended up going to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Freddie Joe Nunns. Johnny Mc, uh, McWilliams was a high draft pick out of USC. He held out. You know, and, and I think Darren Arnold obviously was a guy that I was intrigued with just because of his size and his chemistry. But this is probably the best tight end that they've had in a long, long time. And you have to go back to probably 1988. I wonder if you can go back and kind of read between the lines. Because Zach Hurts. When you are hitting free agency, you're kind of – and you're, you get asked about it. Everyone wants to know, what are you going to do? How do you want to come back? And everyone says the right thing, but you want to make sure you don't paint yourself in a corner. Zach Ertz really went out of his way to really mention publicly how much he enjoyed his time with the Cardinals, enjoyed his time here in Arizona. Yes, his wife is an Arizona native. That helps. But 
I don't think he wanted to go anywhere. I know the Cardinals didn't want him going anywhere. Yet at the same time, at 32, this might be his last quote-unquote big contract. And you want to maximize the money, yet at the same time, you also want to maximize where you can win. And I think Ertz, despite what happened at the end of the season and the disappointing finish against the Rams, he sees something here. And I think that speaks volumes because there's been a lot of noise around this team since the offseason began after that wild card loss. And to have Zach Ertz now say, raise his hand and say, I'm going to sign on the line that is dotted. I want to be here. And not just for one year, but for three years. Yes, I'm sure money played a factor, but he would not resign if he didn't think there was something here with this offense. And again, keep that chemistry with Kyler Murray. Well, he really clicked with Kyler Murray. I mean, he was so um, appreciative and just, you know, he's just kind of scratching the surface. He knows. And again, I do think an entire offseason training camp, um, you're going to have him for all 17 games if he can stay healthy. So that that's going to go a long way there. And you know, I was told when things weren't going well, you know, after one game, he he he, he, he stood up and, and really told the team, that, listen, I've been on good teams. This team is much better than the team I was on previous, and we won a Super Bowl. And, you know, for a guy that got traded during the season, you kind of want to walk around, just kind of, you know, be accepted. And the fact that you go back to the trade, he comes here, takes a physical, he flies to Cleveland with Kyler Murray, sitting next to him, obviously that was set up, learning the playbook. And, you know, last offseason, it was a lot of speculation that he was on the trade block. And, you know, the Cardinals were mentioned. And all of a sudden, you know, they get Max Williams and they go out and sign Demetrius Harris and they had Darrell Daniels. But, I, I, like I said, I just think this is a really good signing. And not only what he does on the field, Craig, it's also what he does in that locker room. And he brings – I mean, he's almost like a captain to me because he's got the skins on the wall where people listen to him. He's been there and done it. Won a Super Bowl. And that means something. And a team, the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe not considered one of the odds-on favorites that season. But you get hot, you play well, a bunch of individuals coming together as a team. So I like this move. In fact, I love this move for the Arizona Cardinals, specifically what this means for the offense. Because when DeAndre Hopkins was on that football field, Zach Ertz talked about how much space he had to move around specifically underneath. So now all of a sudden you have your number one wide receiver and you have your number one tied in as a threat between the seams. That's That I think you can really have a lot of fun with if you're head coach Cliff Kingsbury and that offensive staff. Well, I mean, you know, technically we know that if they have four receivers and sometimes they use the running back, he'll go in motion so you can go four or five wide. But I think you can use Zach Ertz in the slot when you want to go three wide and in a tight end. I mean, to me, he's more of a pass-catching tight end, and, you know, hopefully this team can retain uh, Max Williams. Uh, I mean, he's a guy that I think that he's 11 personnel, perfect tight end. This team was rolling when Max Williams was in there. They're different players, um, and if they can get Max Williams back, you know, coming off an injury, so I would think that he'll be ready for the season. Now you get a really good one-two punch, and we've talked about how deep the draft is where you start to develop someone so when Ertz's contract's up in three years, and if Max is on a one-year deal, you can hope and plug and play. But, I I mean, going into camp last year, they did not have this one-two punch, and now it's a matter of them retaining Max Williams. And all of a sudden, you got two legitimate tight ends. both, And, and Max was coming on as a pass catcher, too. It wasn't just blocking. He was having his best season 
as a pro before getting hurt week five against the San Francisco 49ers. And as we speak here, Bird Gang, on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, yes, the 48-hour window legal tampering is underway. You can express your interest in a player or players, nothing official, though, until Wednesday, though the Cardinals can, if they so choose to, and Max Williams so chooses to, can reach agreements on a deal right now. Nothing as we broadcast at the moment, though I'll say this, MJ. Max Williams on Twitter tagging Zach Ertz Sunday afternoon with three straight big eyes emojis, quote, does this mean we are going to have to run it back together? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, (laughs) end of tweets. What does Max Williams know, or maybe is he trying to – nudge the Cardinals a little bit well I mean uh, you know after the injury he was he was a he was a very uh, interesting follow on on game day and you know you could tell how much he likes his team and how much you know there's chemistry here and he's and he's been here for a little while and you know he, he has the same um you know position coach and Steve Hyden and you had Jim Dre here so um and, and again as you get older and I think it was AJ Green or maybe even JJ Watt last year I mean you kind of enjoy Arizona I mean it's a, you know, a great place to live you know obviously the housing market has gone up but these guys have enough money and they and they have families and they want to raise their kids here so um again I would be surprised if he ends up somewhere else you never know I mean because you had three tight ends that were franchise tag and and basically Zach Kurtz was the next best tight end on the board and teams are looking for blocking tight ends, but I think you know Max knows his role in this offense. He knows Kingsbury's offense. He he has a relation with the offensive line and the offensive line coach. So this makes too much sense for him to try to hit that reset button and go somewhere else. Would love to have Max Williams back with the Arizona Cardinals. But I want to go back to something that you said with respects to Zach Ertz and how. Kingsbury might utilize him, and you brought up the fact that we'll see Zach Ertz a lot of the time split as a quote-unquote wide receiver. It's still 11 personnel or 12 personnel, but that tight end is now standing up in the slot. All right, I know I've talked a lot about needing a number two wide receiver, and I do think this team needs to address that number two wide receiver in free agency and maybe even in the draft, probably both places. But what about this scenario? Going back to what Sean Jefferson said on the Big Red Rage about Rondell Moore, wanting to see Rondell Moore used as an outside wide receiver. All right, three wide receiver sets, DeAndre Hopkins on the left, Zach Ertz in the slot, Rondell Moore as your outside receiver to the right. I like that. Now, I don't know how often you can use that because now all of a sudden the tight end is no longer on the line of scrimmage helping block. But that's a pretty formidable three-receiver set with a tight end as your slot receiver. Well, you can also have Max Williams out there as a, as a blocking tight end. You can go two tight ends, but one's really going to be – And that would be 12 personnel in a 11 personnel – Grouping. Grouping, yeah. It, it's, it's a weird, but that's how they – you'd have two tight ends on the field, but it's really three receivers. What are your feelings because – you know, there was a reason why the Cardinals went out and got A.J. Green last year, and then, you know, Antoine Wesley is going to be more of a depth guy. But do you, do you feel like you need a big receiver opposite a hop? Because Rondell Moore, they want his route tree to improve. That does that that means he can line up in the slot. He can line up in the backfield. Yes, they want to spin, they, they want to throw the ball down the field to him. He can do that from the slot. But according to Sean Jefferson, and we talked about prior, 
yeah, I want to see them line up. I don't know about every down. Would you like to see a bigger receiver on that side? I would. I know Wesley's at six foot four, so you can use him as that outside receiver, but not as a starter. He's no. depth. So I would I, I don't mind Rondell Moore out there, I don't know, ten, fifteen snaps in a game, but I do want to see another quote unquote AJ Green in type. this offense. That that type of receiver. And yeah. again, I know A.J. Green got a lot of heats on how his season played out, but you look at the numbers overall, he was phenomenal for what the team was looking for and paying for. Now, can you find that guy? Maybe it's not a big money target because you have Zach Ertz in the fold, and we'll see what happens at the running back position, but I do think this team needs someone as that Z receiver that is 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", or taller because then all of a sudden you can high point that football and you're not going to get out jumped by a smaller defensive back. Yeah, it's an excellent point. And, you know, the uh, the Cardinals have given Andy Isabella and his his group uh, permission to seek a trade. So if, if worst case scenarios, we'll see about that. And then, you know, Christian Kirk looks like there's going to be a big market out there for him. So that's two of the smaller receivers. We always talk about, man, they got a lot of slot receivers that are not very big. Well, being part of that is you, if you're around more 5'7", or Christian Kirk, six feet, I mean, these linebackers got to go down and, and find you. And if these guys can stop, stop on a dime, change directions, it's difficult for a linebacker to make that call. So I understand why, and again, you could be 6'2", 6'3", or 5'9", but it'd be nice to get another big receiver because you're possibly not going to have Isabella or Christian Kirk on the roster. And Christian Kirk, I think, and again, all indications, he's going to get paid, rewarded, and deservedly so. And the market is going to be such that he might be one of the bigger names available. Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. Michael Gallup re-signed by the Cowboys. Chris Godwin tagged by the Buccaneers. So there's not a lot of quote-unquote number one receivers out there. I'm not saying Christian Kirk is a number one, but what he was able to do in the slot, I think he's a slot receiver. How much do you pay a slot receiver versus someone who can play on the outside? Yeah, great point. I mean, it's, um, you know, the reports are he could be between 12 and 15. You talk about timing. And, and really, Devontae Adams getting tagged. All of a sudden, all these guys, Chris Godwin, Gallup gets the deal. Cooper gets traded. Christian Kirk, if, if, if there wasn't the tag, he would have been like the sixth or seventh receiver. But now he's moving up the ladder. And... You know, we'll see because Buffalo looks like they're ready to move on from Cole Beasley. I I know he spent some time with uh, Josh Allen, so we'll see where he ends up. But um, he's going to get paid, and I think based on him playing his natural position, teams look at him as an inside slot guy, but also has the speed to take the top off the defense. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Again, the legal tampering period is underway. We'll see what really happens when the new league year begins on Wednesday, March 16th. But again, Zach Ertz is back. A couple of other Cardinal players we know will be back in 2022. Devon Kennard is back. Now, the news earlier in the week was that he reportedly restructured his contract. Turns out it wasn't a restructure, but a pay cut. He'll make $1.12 million this season as opposed to the $6.75 million he had been set to make. And again, this is according to OverTheCap.com. But the cap number for Kennard has been lowered by almost $7 million. And I know he hasn't really been that productive outside linebacker, and I don't know how much we'll see him rushing the passer. But I'll say this, he does set the edge, and he's 
decent dropping into coverage, but we have seen him be effective as far as making sure that that running back doesn't get too far out. Now sometimes he might over-pursue, as we've seen wild card game playoffs, that then all of a sudden he gets a little bit out of his lane and they opens up downfield. But Devon Kennard is back, and he confirmed it on social media, quote, staying at the crib for year nine. Yeah, and he's a guy that works very hard. He spends a lot of time here in the offseason. He obviously has outside business interests, really smart guy, comes from a great family. His father played for the Cardinals. So, you know, you need depth if, if you lose Chandler Jones and depending on what they do with Dennis Gardeck and, you know, if they don't, you know, bring in a outside pass rusher, you need depth on this roster. And he's a really good locker room guy. He works hard. So um, smart guy, so you don't have to worry about him not knowing what to do, but you're, you're, I go back to the Seahawks game where he took that bad angle, and that was Rashad Penny, and he obviously nobody played well against that Rams in the playoff game. Now we say rushing the passer. Prior to signing with the Cardinals, his last two seasons with the Lions, I believe it was nine sacks each of those two seasons, and I don't know whether it was because of the shortened off season, getting COVID, but he hasn't really been that – aggressive pass rusher maybe that's not been his role but we haven't seen him get to the quarterback yeah when you have Chandler and Marcus Golden out there I mean yeah I mean he he's more for the run game you know if you can obviously stop him on first and second down put him in passing situations then you can kind of have your you know guys pin their ears back but no I just you got to have depth I mean you you know what are they going to do with Dennis Gardak I would assume he's coming back he's got to wait and see but and and again they could sign one someone in free agency but I just think more you know, like I said, not a starter possibly, um, could be, but he's a guy that, you know, if something happens for a week or two, you feel comfortable putting him in there. So Devon Kennard is back in the fold, and according to reports, Justin Pugh is also back. He reportedly accepted a pay cut as well. The numbers aren't in as of yet, but this is someone that, again, wants to be here or maybe doesn't want to really see what the market value would be of him. And I know he's an older player, but Justin Pugh last season started 13 games, missed three games with a calf injury. Certainly, I would think right now you're starting left guard. We'll see what happens come the rest of free agency, the draft. But I do think it's you feel better about the offensive line with Justin Pugh under contract and available in 2022. Yeah, it's just he's got to stay healthy. And, you know, you, you can't – you know, he's been dealing with calf and back injuries, and that's just because he takes a beating. Um, but I do like the fact that if he, if, if he can play 15 to 16 games, you know, obviously Hump needs to have a, a bounce-back season. Rodney Hudson's kind of a steady heading in the middle. So now all of a sudden you don't need to fill two guard spots. I mean, now, you, now you're talking about 44 guys, 80% in your line is coming back under the same coaching staff um, and obviously the same quarterback. Now you got to figure out what the, who is at right guard, and maybe they address that. Uh, maybe he's on the roster, Justin Murray. He's making close to $2 million. What happens with him? I think they're really looking to see what Josh Jones can do. I mean, they, they were really high on him, and obviously he struggled a little bit last year. But, you know, I think he knows that this is an opportunity for him. If you want to get another contract, uh, you know, he, he's got the size. Um it's just it's the mental errors, the, the the false starts, the holding penalties, you know, and, you, and you're going to get beat sometimes. So, but yeah, right. So right now, 80% of their line will return, and now it's a matter of what happens at right guard. Humphreys, Pugh, and Beecham signed through this upcoming season. Hudson under contract through 2023. So the offensive line does need to be addressed 
free agency in the draft as far as general manager Steve uh, Steve Kime is concerned when you're looking, you know, not just at this season, but seasons down the road. Yeah, we talked about this last week. I mean, they knew Christian Kirk was going on in the last year of his contract. What would they do? Now, again, they would have drafted Asante Samuel if he was there, but, you know, you just look at it and – we we mentioned when um, they knew, they knew they're going to lose Calais Campbell, they dropped the Robert Camdichi, and then they brought in, you know, Rodney Gunter and uh, Olson Pierre. I mean, you look at it, and you know maybe if they thought Chandler was more consistent, maybe they would try to go out and get a pass rusher. But you can't fill every hole, you can't resign everyone. But teams, see, the head coach wants to win this year, right? No, <laughs> and the coaches as well. Yes, but the GM's got to look at the next three years. You know. If we got a guy that it's going to be a high ticket item, and you know, like, you know, they didn't want to pick up a Son Reddick's fifth year option or Dayon Buchanan, you got to have you got to, you got to look ahead. And if you know that player is going to be up and he's probably going to be able to make the you can't pay him just like Christian Kirk, get ahead of it before it, you have to um, spend money where you don't want to. And a quick note when we say pay cut versus restructure, and I'll give Darren Urban on EasyCardinals.com credit for this because he always brings this up each and every year. The difference, and it's a key difference, restructure, that means you're still getting all of your money you had due to you that season, just in a different form, roster bonus, signing bonus, however. So that's a restructure. Pay cut means you're getting less, and Devon Kennard and Justin Pugh are getting less than they were scheduled to make in 2022. So – it's what you do sometimes when you're a veteran player who likes where they are and feels comfortable and obviously confident about the team that they originally signed for years ago. Yeah, and Justin Pugh, he was one of the bigger signings, you know, when the Cardinals went after him, and he's made good money and, you know, never want to spend any else's money. But he, you know, he's on board. I mean, he could have said, no, I'm not I'm not taking a pay cut. I'm, you know, cut me, I'll find another job. But it's not that easy. You, you, you have a family, he has a girlfriend. He loves being engaged now. Engaged, thank you. And they all like Kugler. I mean, I don't think people realize when you really like your position, Coach, you're willing to take a little bit less just because he's going to make you a better player. And, you know, right now, I, you know, you look at just the fact that as long as he can stay healthy, I'm, I'm all bored about bringing him back. And we can't predict when injuries occur. But I just like the fact that he's experienced and you're looking at four guys that will return from a year ago. Some other roster moves as far as players that are going to be back, and we knew on these two. Jonathan Ward, Antoine Wesley, tendered one-year contracts. Both were exclusive rights free agents, so they weren't going anywhere. They were really limited. If the team wanted them, then they were going to be here. If not, then that was a different story. But with Jonathan Ward, you get some depth at the running back position. A quick note on that in a moment. And in Antoine Wesley, which I think we all had our eyes open to beginning in training camp, and now you look with Zach Ertz in the fold, what happens with that number two wide receiver. But Wesley does give you depth at the wide receiver position. You know I'm a big fan of Jonathan Ward and, and Antoine Wesley. We got a chance to talk to him after the season, and um, he's, and I, one of the questions I ask is, how are you going to get better? And you were the first to bring it up that he needs to get stronger, and that means we're, we're making you know spending more time in the uh, you know the weight room and but becoming a better route runner again he's the fourth or fifth receiver but he's a tall receiver and if you're not able to bring back AJ Green or find that guy you know who's to say he can't be that fourth guy on the outside I mean long way to go but you know the fact that he played for Kingsbury Kyler trusts him that means a lot in that locker room 
Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As we continue here again, the legal tampering period is underway. The new league year begins on Wednesday, but news is happening fast and furious. Some good and some bad. What do you want first when we talk about the running back position, which I alluded to moments ago? Do you want the good news or the bad news here, MJ? Oh, uh, Let's go with the good news first. All right, the good news is Jay Glazer reportedly – James Conner returning to the Cardinals on a three-year contract. Now, on Sunday afternoon, the reports were Zach Ertz was coming back, and then the team confirmed that momentarily. By the time you hear this, Cardinals covered two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Perhaps it will become official, but as we broadcast, only a report right now, but James Conner, three-year contract. We'll see what the numbers are, but hey, I'm thrilled. You got Zach Ertz back and James Conner. Yeah, and, you know, Jay Glazer's obviously plugged in, so we'll just have to wait and see. Nothing can come official until uh, Wednesday afternoon. But, yeah, we kind of had an idea that they weren't going to be able to retain both guys, but we talked about two priorities, at least on offense, Ertz and James Conner. And I think he could be the bell cow in this offense, and I'm glad because, you know, you look at a one-year deal, he proved it. A lot of times maybe you want to go see what's out there, but, I always thought he fits this offense like a glove. And the fact that he doesn't have to go somewhere else and share reps. Now, again, he's got to stay healthy. Uh, and he brings a phys- phys- physicality to this team, and I think it's really contagious. And, and being in the system the second year, he'll even be better. Led the team in rushing yards, scrimmage yards, rushing touchdowns, total touchdowns. Averaged a career-best 10.1 yards per reception. And that was the elements of James Conner that I don't think – we knew a whole lot about those that watched training camp. Yeah, but it was something that really stood out during the course of the season. Go back to that game in Chicago, the one-handed catch, score a touchdown. So James Conner is back. We'll have more on that throughout the week. Now, that was the good news. The bad news, Chase Edmonds, according to reports, on his way to the Miami Dolphins, a two-year deal worth $12.6 million per his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, 6.1 guaranteed. Again, this is all according to reports, but Chase Edmonds won. Very happy for him. He did everything that was asked of him. Remember, small school player out of Fordham, played very, very well, and now he's been rewarded, but it will not be in Arizona. Interesting because, you know, a couple weeks ago we started talking with John Clayton said he didn't think any of these guys would get over $6 million a year. This is very similar, two years, $12 million, six one. Curious to see what Connor's uh, contract is. Yeah, I'm a big Chase Edmonds fan, and, I you know, it's like uh, for a parent, you know, who's your, what's your favorite child? I mean, you had a, I mean, you can't pick one, but I just, to me, I was thoroughly impressed. And, and Chase has got to stay healthy. And when he's healthy, you look at his yards per carry, um, he'll flourish in that offense. I mean, obviously, Mike McDaniel's done a really good job with the running game coordinator when he was with the 49ers. They got a young quarterback. Um, no state tax there. He plays on grass. I mean, you're going from Arizona to, to Miami. Um, life's good. Congratulations to Chase Edmonds because he's earned it. Win healthy, and that's something that has always been the key with Chase Edmonds. Win healthy. Last season, five games missed. Four-game stretch midseason because of a high ankle sprain. Also dealt with rib and toe injuries. But that per carry average of 5.1 ranked ninth in the league last season. So Chase Edmonds getting paid. Congratulations to him. And as things tend to happen very quickly around the National Football League, we alluded to it. It is now official, Mike Jarecki. James Conner and the Arizona Cardinals agreeing to terms on a three-year contract. So, again, 
Zach Ertz is back. James Conner is back. To me, priority one, A. Priority one, B. Check, check. And if you had, if anybody had any ideas that they uh, guys didn't want to play with Kyler Murray, this this should quiet the noise on the outside. He's, a, I mean, listen, it's not perfect. It didn't end the season. Yeah, there's been a lot of noise, but uh, you know, James Conner had probably had an opportunity to go somewhere else. Zach Ertz, we talk about the family and living here, but this is a sign to where they want to be here with Kyler Murray. And I money think- talks, but I'm just saying, you know, you, he, they look at him as a franchise quarterback, and you need a franchise quarterback in the National Football League. And for Murray, he's got to be thrilled because he's got the guy that he shares the backfield with that he knows he can turn, hand the ball off, get those tough yards, get those tough short yards, and also catch the ball out of the backfield. And then one of his favorite targets, especially when D-Hop was gone, it was Zach Ertz, a lot of Zach Ertz towards the end of the season. So a huge move for this offense, and, yeah, it should bring a smile to the face of the franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray. Yeah, and, and again um – how should I say this? It's, it's the fact that, you know, um, I just like the fact that these were two priorities. And everyone likes the new toy. Well, we new toy was Jordan Phillips. Right now, that hasn't panned out. So I just like the fact that these guys want to be here and you want to retain your own players. And that's, to me, what the Cardinals are doing here. And it wouldn't surprise me if they bring Max Williams back. It wouldn't surprise me if they try to bring Robert Alford back. So... No, I, I like the fact that these these are priorities. Yeah, you want to you want to go out and get a free agent, maybe to show up a certain position. But these these are guys they want it. You know why? Because they have more intel than anybody else. They know, and the known is oftentimes better than the unknown, especially when you look at what you can get out of these players right away. So hey. We love the breaking news within the show here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Again, congratulations to Chase Edmonds. Can't say enough good things about how he carried himself and one of those good guys in the locker room. Another good guy in that locker room, and this one, not unexpected, but Jordan Hicks has been released. It was late last week. It was certainly not a surprise Saved $6.5 million on the cap, according to OverTheCap.com. Jordan Hicks, I think we all saw this coming. In fact, Hicks on Instagram, quote, can't express how thankful I am for the last three years. I have nothing but love for my teammates, the Cardinals organization, and for Arizona. Excited to see where God leads us in Chapter 3, end quote. Jordan Hicks, one of the good guys in the National Football League. Oh, great guy. I mean, the situation he was put in last year was, was, I mean, Again, it's a business, and he came in with a chip on his shoulder, and he he played well. Obviously, he plays a lot of snaps, so maybe he didn't play well down the stretch, but not a lot of guys did. So, and the Cardinals saved six point five million, but it, it's time to go, you got to turn it over to Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. These are first round picks, and you know obviously we've seen strides from Isaiah Simmons. Hopefully, we see the same strides from Zayvon Collins. I would think you want to get another veteran guy there to kind of help that guy, maybe as a backup. But it was time, and. Um, he classy guy, and he's going to get a job in this league. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes back to Philadelphia. And I think Hicks saw this move coming, foreshadowed it, because remember the day after the season ended, he was asked about Simmons and Collins. Did he believe that they were ready for increased roles? Quote, they wouldn't be here if they weren't. And then he added this, and at some point you got to entrust it with them whether they're ready or not, end quote. I think he knew 
that this is what's going to happen because, and I've been very honest, I didn't want him gone last offseason. This offseason, yeah, you're kind of going in a little dark. You don't quite know what you're going to get out of Zayvon Collins. You hope you know, but you don't quite know, and now you've lost that safety net. But I've said it, if Jordan Hicks is on this roster in 2022, Zayvon Collins is not starting because Hicks will show the coaches I'm better because I know this defense. So sometimes you have to let someone go to allow someone that's already on your team flourish and kind of get that pat on the back or even kick in the rear end a little bit. Well, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, they they should be very thankful to Jordan Hicks because he knew the defense like the back of his hand. And he was asked at the end of the season, hey, what do you think about it? He said, they're ready. You know, let them play. they got to put the work in, but they're ready. So, yeah, I mean, I Jordan Hicks is a classy guy. Now, you know, you lose a great locker room guy in Chase Edmonds. I mean, he was close to Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, and then you're probably going to lose Christian Kirk. So these are really good locker room guys. You don't have to worry about the phone ringing at midnight. They don't get in trouble. And as Darren pointed out on Twitter, he, Chase is a really smart guy. and I mean, he's definitely going to be missed, and I'm happy for him. But these are a couple of good guys that are probably not going to be here this year in Christian Kirk and, and Chase Edmonds. You look at what was said about Simmons and Collins from general manager Steve Kyman, head coach Cliff Kingsbury at the Combine there. This was kind of the direction that this franchise was going to go. They needed to see more, especially out of Collins, because he only played 220 defensive snaps, 20% of the defense. Hicks was on the field 97% of the time, Simmons 92% of the time. So it's time, one, for Isaiah Simmons to be that inside linebacker. Maybe you move him around a little bit more or less, depending on how much he can handle. But you don't draft inside linebackers in back-to-back years in the first round and then have them – not play. And that was the case with Collins last season because he wasn't quite ready. But they're not down on him, but we do need to see it here in year two. Can Zayvon Collins make that improvement from year one to year two as we saw from Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, the thing is is that and they're starting to, I'm reading a three-year deal, which is awesome, $21 million for James Conner. So he obviously cashed in, and the grass wasn't greener on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just like the fact that, you know, guys want to come back. Because I can tell you, you know, when this team wasn't winning, it was like I couldn't wait to be a free agent, you know. Here, all of a sudden, it's a it's a destination. And we know Steve Kime does a good job when it comes to trade, so – uh, they're not done yet. I mean, this is just obviously, you you know, it's coming out because they can retain their own players. Other, obviously, they're going to lose players. But I really like where this offense can go considering, you know, you're going to have the same center in the system the second year. I, I, I don't pe- think people realize how the emphasis is that. And then you get Zach Ertz in the second year. You get James Conner in the second year. We know Kyler Murray made strides. So um, this offense, I, I don't think they'll take a step back. I really don't. You have to like where this Cardinals team is here on March 14th with Zach Ertz returning, James Conner returning, Devon Kennard, Justin Pugh back in the fold as well. So things are certainly looking up now with respects to how do you get the roster better with maybe some outside additions, positions to address in free agency or maybe even the trade market. But let's take now tight end and running back out of the equation. When you look at the number one need that this team needs to address in free agency, not not the draft, in free agency, for you, what position is that? 
um, I'm trying to look for a pass rusher or a corner, and I'm going to double up when it comes to the draft with eight draft picks. I mean, if you lose Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden's on the final year of his contract. Uh, we'll see what the, what the latest is on Dennis Gardak. Um, again, I'm not going to overpay because I think you can get a pass rusher in the first or second round and really j- just rush the passer. Don't, just don't out, out, don't outthink yourself here. Just rush the passer. It's not like learning the linebacker position. There's a quarterback. Go get him. So. Um, and, and wide receiver, I like to see them get a veteran wide receiver, you know, but not overpay for any of these guys. I mean, obviously the Cardinals, you know, know what their cap situation is, so we'll just have to wait and see. But definitely in the trenches, so that would be um, a pass rusher. And then you look at defensive line, maybe somebody to help out J.J. Watt, you know, get somebody else in there, you know, because there's guys out there. And then definitely corner. I want to add a veteran corner because I'm – thinking they're likely going to draft a corner at some point. You had the top two on my list. I had four down, and you took actually my top three. <laughs> Edge rusher, because, again, you're not expected to have Chandler Jones, so what do you do? Again, I'm on an island here, MJ. I've been very clear on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals and other platforms. I'm not letting Chandler Jones walk out that door. Not my decision, but that's the decision. No Chandler Jones. All right, so what are you going to do? So that, to me, is number one. And then number two is cornerback. You need a starter, and the draft can't be where you solve that. It cannot be an outside guy or you just – well, one, you need three corners. You need three legitimate starting corners to be successful defensively. They have two in Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson. Wilson's still young, and Murphy kind of slipped at the end of the season. But you need another guy, and you might even need two depending on what happens with Robert Alford. We're big fans and hope Alford does return. But to me, it's edge rusher and cornerback because you have to affect the other team's opposing quarterback because if you can't get to that quarterback, then the guys in the back end, those corners, they're going to have struggle. They're going to struggle mightily covering pass catchers. And it was it was an issue. Even Kingsbury talked about how you know, guys are running wide open and Again, maybe the, the, when you're getting gashed in the run game and the play action when you go against Stafford, you know, guys are running free. You can't have that in this league. So, And Colt McCoy, just make sure hopefully we can hear something on Colt McCoy because I would check another box. Again, um, I think it's a priority just what he, what he means to Kyler Murray, and you like to have that quarterback um, where he's not looking over his shoulder. He's more of a mentor. He's like a coach out there. So hopefully we'll hear something on Colt McCoy because I definitely think – um, Kyler made strides last year, and he's got a long ways to go. But having Colt McCoy in his corner will go a long way. I also had wide receiver on my list. We kind of already touched that. You brought up as well. I mentioned offensive line. What do you do at right guard? Left guard has been addressed with Justin Pugh. Although I do, I do find it interesting. Maybe offensive line is not a position, quote unquote, of need early in free agency. Maybe it's that second or third way because. Yeah, you still have a big question mark at right guard. Is it someone you go out and pay, or is it someone that you pay to compete, i.e. Brian Winters a year ago didn't quite work out, but someone like that to go along with the Justin Murray, a Josh Jones, and depending on what you do within the draft. Yeah, the Packers released Billy Turner. Now, he's a really good player. Obviously, they're paying Aaron Rodgers. Want to kind of market it out there. Is the guy on the roster? But I like the fact that, you know, if they sign someone and you look at the salary, then we'll, that will dictate if he's a starter or not. Like Brian Winters came in on a cheap deal. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I like Max Garcia. Um, 
you know, I don't – Sean Harlow was a guy that helped out, obviously, give him a lot of credit, but I think they got to get better because last year they thought they had two deep at every position, and all of a sudden when they had injuries, guys got exposed a little bit more than they probably thought. And we'll see what happens defensive line. Is that a position that you address in free agency with the big name, or is that, again, someone that you find in the draft? Well, I mean – Depending on Corey Peters, and to me, the, the key here is Rashard Lawrence. And Rashard Lawrence has to stay healthy. They're counting on him. I think Lucky's more of a run stuffer. You and I both like Michael Dogby. He's made strides. Um, you know, nothing against Josh Morrow, but I, I would add another guy to J.J. Watt. And if it means spending, you know, five or six million on that on that spot for a two or three year deal, I'm going after a veteran player that can help us. You know, the, the key for us is we got to stop the run, okay? And we have to have corners that can cover. Otherwise, going into these games against the Rams, it's going to be one-sided. So we need corners, and we need to stop the run to put them in third and long. And that's and the Cardinals need another receiver so they can run more 11 personnel against the Rams. Hey, it's a great wish list. We'll see how it's, it's not our money. Exactly. You know, <laughs> we can we can do all kinds of shopping and then let you know someone else you know write the uh, take care of that credit card bill. But again, this this is the fun time of year. It's happening very quickly, and we'll do our best here on Cardinals Cover Two to make sure we are following everything. But again, the good news is Zach Ertz is back. James Conner is back as well, and it's it's good to see with respects because this Cardinals team. I'm not going to say they're better than they were a year ago, but at least you have two of your main pieces on offense back in the fold. Yeah, and it looks like the Browns have released Jarvis Landry. I would love to see him opposite Hopkins. Now, I don't you know. Uh, he, I, he, I think they tried to trade him and there wasn't a market out there. Um, I guess you don't have to worry about the salary because he's been released, but, man, would he look good in the Cardinals uniform. There's a lot of guys that would look good in Cardinals no, uniform. But, it, but, yeah. Veteran guy, you got Hop on yep. one side. I mean – I know it's not fantasy football, but this is what you get excited about. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they have another guy in mind, but he we talked about that tall, physical receiver, and, you know, his numbers weren't great. Um, obviously, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. Baker Mayfield probably wasn't the most accurate quarterback when he was under pressure. They relied on their running game. Um, but Jarvis Landry, to me, is very intriguing, and I'm sure there's going to be a market out there for him. All right, let's take this full circle. I alluded to it off the top. Tom Brady is back, and why is that significant for the Arizona Cardinals? Well, <laughs> Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the home teams or home opponents for the Arizona Cardinals, so Tom Brady will play the Arizona Cardinals at State Farm Stadium in the regular season for the first time in his career, as long as nothing changes between March 14th and September or whenever that game is scheduled when the schedule gets released in May. But Tom Brady is back. So much for saying, you know, you know, Russell Wilson going to the AFC and, you know, Kyler Murray's one of the top four quarterbacks, you know, in the, in the NFC. Couldn't <laughs> – couldn't quite get everyone out of the conference or the division, but, hey, we're doing our best, and we thought we had the best two quarterbacks in the NFC. Well, we don't have to worry about the Green Bay Packers. Cardinals don't play the Packers. Yeah. Rams, though, travel to Lambeau this upcoming season. But Good. 40-day retirement ends for Tom Brady, and it ended on Selection Sunday. And, again, the giant shadow that the National Football League is just completely – 
took everything else that was going on on Sunday afternoon. It was like, wait, what? What did, what I did re- he tweet? Yes. Okay, I remember when spring training was going on, right? And Donovan McNabb was traded from the Eagles to the Redskins or Washington football team. And Bud Selig was upset that ESPN <laughs> was talking about it the entire time. And here they're in spring training. Yeah. It's the uh, beauty of the National Football League. Also, uh, the other movement, player movement, and this is, you know, again, not a huge deal, but the Cardinals do play the Chargers this upcoming season. Again, another home opponent, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but that is something that the Cardinals and Vance Joseph are going to have to uh, pay attention to because that's that's going to be an interesting matchup. And again, Justin Herbert and – Another young quarterback. It's going to be all about Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert. But the fact that Khalil Mack, again, leading the NFC, which we like, but this is not a good time for the Cardinals or any of the NFC West teams to be playing AFC West opponents. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. Uh, I actually thought that that would be an option for Chandler Jones, but they, they obviously they picked up you know part of the contract and. You know, I was told that he, you know, he doesn't really prefer to play on that grass there, and his feet haven't been right. So now he's going to get a chance to get healthy, play on grass, practice on grass. Doesn't have to worry about that that cow path in, in Chicago because you can't grow you can't grow grass in the in, in later in the year. So, uh, but I was told that he was looking for a new start. But I I actually thought um, you know Chandler Jones would have been an option there. You know, at San Diego. Uh, obviously, you got that great pass rusher and the Bosa guy. So, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And it just seems like Brandon Staley, and, and I know he gets criticized for his, all his analytics. I think he did it four times in one game. He's he's actually went for it on his own 18-yard line, and the other team caught, got a field goal. But they have a lot of cap space, and that means why? Because you got Justin Herbert on his rookie contract, and they re-signed Mike Williams. He got three years, $60 million. I mean, he's a great player, so. Again, you pay attention to what the Cardinals do, but then also pay attention to what Cardinals opponents do. And that's what I'm kind of looking at with respects to what happens. You know, Kirk Cousins is going to remain in Minnesota, signing a one-year extension. Cardinals travel to Minnesota this upcoming season. So this is this is what you kind of have to look at because rosters change. And, again, the roster that we – Thought the Cardinals were going to see when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers certainly going to be a lot different now with Tom Brady back. Yeah, and Kyler Murray tweeted out before we end the show, going to miss uh, go to war with my guy Chase Edmonds. Miami got a dog. That's great. Well said and completely accurate in what Chase Edmonds can do for the Miami Dolphins and what he did for the Arizona Cardinals. But you always say it, you can't keep everyone. The Cardinals had 21 unrestricted free agents, but perhaps their two most high-profile, or two of the most Two of the three, because I'll put Chandler Jones up there as well. But two of your three most high-profile and maybe priority-free agents, Zach Ertz, James Conner, are done. Three-year contracts. Awesome. I mean, and, and we talked about it. And I think he can be the bell cow. I, I listen. I'm a big Chase Edmonds fan. I wish he would have had more of an opportunity last year because I really did like that one-two punch. I know he came into camp in shape. He knew it was a contract year. Um, but for what? We see from Kingsbury's offense, and this guy is a physical runner. He's a bully, and we know when Cliff was hired here, um, you know he kind of likes to ride the hot hand. Uh, yes, he would love to have James and uh, and uh, Chase in the backfield together, but he likes to ride the hot hand. And I think we got a chance to see that when Kenyon Drake was traded here in those final eight games. And obviously they had injuries, but I think he can be the bell cow. And then, 
you know, we'll see what else they do. He's, But I, I, I really like the fact that they're able to retain these guys, and they want to be here, and that's really important. So a good start to the legal tampering period, if you will, that 48-hour window prior to the official start of the new league year. Cardinals making a lot of noise, and it's good noise as far as with respect to the offense and what Kyler Murray can now plan for coming up in 2022. I'm sure there'll be more moves ahead as well, and we'll always follow that right here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And on that note, we will put a lid to this edition of Cardinals Cover 2. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Amahundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.